Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguain. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. As you saw by the title today, Fit But Not Lean, the whole food plant-based diet and exercise trap that keeps you stuck in mediocrity. I see so many people come to me to need that want help for their transformation. They're telling me, Coach Maxim, I am eating whole food plant-based. I'm eating healthy. I'm active. I'm doing yoga. I'm hiking. I'm strength training. I'm, I'm doing some exercises. But I don't understand why I can't get lean. So today, we're going to identify the three variables that you need to shift in order to get lean and the common mistakes that people make. So let's address point number one, eating whole food plant-based. There, I am 100% whole food plant-based. I am for whole food plant-based. That's how we coach our members. I'm not bashing whole food plant-based. I just want to explain that some people have certain beliefs about whole food plant-based that is causing them to not have the body that they want. So there's a belief in the whole food plant-based community that you can eat whatever you want. And as long as it's whole food plant-based that you're going to lose weight and you're going to be healthy. Yes, you're going to be healthy. If you're carrying a lot of excess weight, yes, you're going to lose weight. Is it going to get you lean? No, weight loss doesn't equal being lean, right? There's fat loss and there's weight loss. Weight loss doesn't equal you being lean. Fat loss doesn't equal you being lean either, right? What we want is a shift in body composition. So you can't eat whatever you want as long as it's whole food plant-based because you could theoretically just stuff your face with sweet potatoes, mangoes, dates, blueberries, and a bunch of vegetables um, and can be considered whole food plant-based and eat healthy food. And you're going to be healthy, but it's not going to be conducive to you having the best shift in body composition, right? But it's going to get you healthy, which is why I love whole food plant-based, right? It makes your body alkaline, anti-inflammatory. It helps to optimize your gut health. It's healthier for body. It greatly reduces your risk of chronic disease, lowers your blood pressure, lowers your cholesterol. Like there's a ton of benefits for it, which is why I use it for myself and for our members. But on the flip side, we want to look at the people that are the best when it comes at manipulating their body composition, right? And those would be bodybuilders. The bodybuilders are some of the best in the world when it comes to being able to manipulate their body composition. But a lot of them will you will eat like chicken and steak and eggs and all of these things. Um, and the ones that will be vegan will use a lot of fake meat to hit their protein, right? I'm not pro that. So you want to do on a whole food plan base to be healthy. You want to be able to manipulate your body like a bodybuilder, which are they're called body builders. You need to combine both worlds, which is what I did in our coaching program. So here are the few things that need to happen. One of them, when most people go whole food plan base, they uh, either eat in the wrong proportions or compositions of meals. What I mean by that proportions is they eat too little calories for how much you're actually expending and how much your body actually needs. Like, listen, you can eat a meal and eat whole food plant-based and be stuffed and still be a thousand calorie under where you're supposed to be. As much as people don't want to worry about calorie, you do need to worry about calorie because calories are just a, a, a unit of measure for the amount of energy that is coming into your body. 
if your body is used to spending a certain amount of energy and you're putting less than what it needs, do you think it's going to thrive? Right? If I keep topping off your car with a quarter tank of gas, like eventually your, your car is going to run out. You know, it's not good for you to just put a quarter of gas in your car and never actually fill up the tank, right? Because you're forcing the motor. It's hard on the car to do that in case you didn't know. <laughs> so you have to fill up the tank properly for the car to function properly, especially if you want the car to have longevity. Same thing with your body. You want to have enough energy coming in to sustain what you're doing. If you have more energy coming in than what you're expending, then that's when you put on weight. But a lot of people that are whole food plant-based will tend to eat under. We'll just address this scenario first. If you're eating under, what do you think your body is going to do? It's going to adapt and slow down its metabolism to adjust to the amount of food that you're taking in because it just wants to survive, right? So slow down your metabolism. So one of the things it's going to do, it's going to let go of muscle mass and it's going to hold on to fat because fat is an easier source of energy to use than muscle is. And muscle requires a lot of energy in order to sustain it. So it's going to let go of the thing that's very demanding in terms of energy and it'll hold on to the thing that can allow you to survive for a long time, aka fat. So guess what happens if you hold on to fat and pack on some more and get rid of muscle, your body composition goes the opposite direction, right? You get skinnier and fluffier and fatter, right? You literally go on the opposite side. So that's what happens when you undereat. If you're stuffing your face with dates and mangoes and sweet potatoes and raw nut butters and whatever it may be, um, guess what? You're going to be severely over a calorie, AKA you're going to put on some weight. There's too much energy coming in for what's coming out. So your body is going to store some of it. That's just how the body works. Is it, is it fun? Is it fair? It's not, but that's how it works. We can't do anything about it. So if you go over, you put on some weight. If you go too under, your body will let go of muscle and um, hold on to fat ultimately. So we want to eat enough food to sustain your muscle mass because a proper shift in body composition for you to be lean. When we talk about someone being lean is a good shift in body composition, right? More muscle, less fat. So in order for your body to hold on to muscle, you need to have enough calories for that to happen. If you drastically slash your calories, get what? Your body's going to get rid of it. So it's almost like there's a, a red alert system in your body. You don't want it to go off. If you, if you severely cut your calories or abuse exercise, you put yourself in a severe deficit, guess what? This alert is going to go off in your body and your body's going to be like, hold on to everything, right? Get rid, like, it's like a boat that's sinking. It's like, hold on to the things that are essential. Get rid of the heavy items, right? Muscle, get rid of the heavy items so we can stay afloat for as long as possible. That's basically what's happening in your body. We don't want to turn on this red alert. So what we do is do a slow and methodical calorie deficit. That's one of the errors that's important because when you go slowly, your body goes like, oh, there's like a little bit less energy coming in. All right, so, okay, well, Let's release a little bit of fat, right? We didn't we didn't do it drastically enough for the kind of that alert to go on. So we just well, let's slowly release the amount of fat because there's enough energy coming in to sustain the muscle because you're also going to be strain training, which we're going to talk about later, to help to um to, to to trigger that growth for the muscle, right? To stimulate that there's more muscle growth that comes in. So by doing a slow calorie deficit, what you're doing is you're basically tricking your body into losing fat and retaining lean muscle mass. So it's kind of like you're on the verge of having that red alert kind of come in, but you do it in such a way that your body doesn't know that you're doing the thing, right? That's basically how you do a proper fat loss. So calories are very important. Now, the second component to calories is protein, right? So many people are either overly obsessed with protein or underly obsessed with protein. So overly obsessed would be the bodybuilders, right? You need two grams per pound of body weight. Listen, that would be like 400 plus grams of protein for me. That's way too much protein. My body can't process that much protein. Um, on the flip side, people that kind of got tired 
from hearing that as a vegan. And then there's all the books like 80-10-10 that came out that mentioned you 10% of your calories from protein. There's several people say like, you'll never be protein deficient. And guess what? They are right, right? You can do 80-10-10. You can do all of these things and you're still going to be healthy. I love all these doctors. I love the work that they're doing because their focus is health. Their focus is not body composition. It's not trying to make you look like you're an athlete on top of a magazine. What I'm talking to is if you want to look like an athlete on top of a magazine, you do need to have a certain concern for the protein that you're consuming. So again, we want to be around that 1.2 to 1.8 gram per kg of body weight, right? So if you don't know how much that is, grab your number in pounds and divide it by 2.2. That's going to give you your number. And from there, times 1.2 to like 1.8, will give you a good range for the amount of protein that you should be consuming per day. You'll notice that it's a lot less than what the bodybuilders are saying, but it's more than what you've probably have been doing. So protein is essential. Protein is basically a combination of amino acids. So when you're strength training and you're working out, you're tearing those muscle fibers. You need to repair them. You need amino acids. You need those building blocks to help repair the muscle stronger and bigger. Stronger and bigger, increase lean muscle mass. Because we're doing a calorie deficit, decreasing fat loss, aka shifting body composition. That's how you're going to get to the point of getting leaner. So protein is important. Because so many people tell me, Maxim, I, I know I need to hit my protein. I know I need to strength train. I'm like, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> That's the difference, right? You need to actually implement it. And we'll talk about that after. So the second point, first point is calories. Second is protein. I just gave you the equation on how much protein you should be consuming. I just told you how, what to do with your calories, right? Start with a hundred calorie deficit. Start with a 200 calorie deficit, max a 300 calorie deficit. You don't need to cut a lot of calories in order to achieve that shifted body composition. It's slower. It's not as fun. The scale won't drop 10 pounds in a week, but I promise you, if you drop 10 pounds in a week, a lot of that was lean muscle mass with it. So it's actually counterproductive to what you're trying to do. And I'm talking to people that have to lose like a five pound body composition to, you know, 80 plus to 100 pounds. If you're two, three, 400 pounds overweight, who cares about muscle? Just like we need to get you to a place where you're healthy to even consider these things first. But it's a different conversation. So second point is protein. Third point is strength training. So many people tell me that they're active. They're doing yoga. They're doing Pilates. They're running. They're hiking. Those are all amazing things. But a lot of these are more cardiovascular exercises. Pilates is a bit more like stressor on the muscle, but ultimately nothing can replace strength training. And you can tell me that you don't like strength training all you want. Here's what I found through having coached over 600 people. Most people hate things that they suck at. Right. So if you never strength trained before, you've only tried it a little bit before and you never got to the point because there's a pivotal point where you start strength training. And I've had that with members that are that are 20, 40, 50, 60, 70s and 80. Right. There's a point. There's a pivot point where you start to work out your body sore. You kind of feel uncoordinated. You're kind of wonky where it kind of clicks. And now you can feel when you grab the bar, you can kind of feel that strength. You feel coordinated. It feels good to push. And then everyone kind of passes that tipping point. Everyone loves strength training. Everyone loves to feel strong and powerful, regardless of your uh, of your age, of your sex. Everyone loves it. So there's always that tipping point, but you gotta you gotta train enough to get to that tipping point, right? And some people it takes like three weeks. Some people it takes two months. But it doesn't matter. There's always a tipping point for everyone. So strength training is critical because there's nothing else that will allow you to tear those muscle fibers the way that strength training does especially if you are over 40. I think the stats are that you decline 
your lean muscle mass by 1% per year once you pass 40 years old. And so strength training becomes even more important than when you're in your 20s and your 30s. So I highly encourage you to add some strength training to your, to your routine. The other mistake that I see, people tell me, hey, I'm already strength training. I'm like, awesome. What does that look like? Well, I'm doing it twice a week or I'm doing it, if they're doing it twice a week, it's too low. If they're telling me I'm doing it for like 15 minutes, three times a week, that's too low. You want to be strength training at least 30 to 45 minutes, three times minimum per week. My favorite number is between three and five. If you're just getting started and you're a newbie, three is a great place to start. It's enough of a stress on the muscle to kind of require that adaptation and that growth from your body. Four is a great place. Five is you're a bit more of an advanced lifter. I've been I've been working out for almost 18 years now. So I'm at the five. I'm at the four to five. I like to vary between the two of them. So strength training is critical in order to help you build that lean muscle. It's just something that yoga and running and hiking won't give you to that extent, ultimately. But are great cardiovascular exercises, and they're important for you to do them. Because guess what? At the end of the day, you can be strong, you can be lean, you can be fit. But if your heart stops beating, you still die. So you need to make sure that you train your heart, right? So do your running, do your hiking, do your cycling, do your swimming, do all these amazing sports. And ultimately, they tend to be more enjoyable if you want to put it out i enjoy strength training but i enjoy playing basketball i enjoy swimming i enjoy cycling i enjoy doing all these other sports so you want some cardiovascular exercise in there so now out of everything that i shared there's going to be two types of people there's going to be people that are going to take action on what i just shared that are going to do the math for the calories they're going to do the math for the protein they're going to look at their plan they're going to add some strength training and they're going to be people that are going to be listening to this of like well i already knew all of this right but i'm still not losing weight so two things you need to take actions on the things that were implemented are you doing what I'm saying with your calories? Are you doing what I'm saying with your protein? Are you strength training three times a week for 30 to 45 minutes? Are you training hard on those 30 to 45 minutes? Because if you don't push your body when you're training, why would it become fitter? Why would it become stronger? It doesn't have to, right? If you're just lifting weights to lift weights and I didn't have your workout, I was like, oh, that was, that was cute. That was fun. Why would your body become fitter? You didn't put enough stressor on it to require from it to become fitter, right? So another mistake I see people make. They're just curling their weights or doing their squats. And at the end, they're like, well, that was fun. Um, but again, you need that stressor there or else there's no reason for your body to become fitter. The, only, the whole point of exercising is to put your body in a stressful situation so it's forced to adapt to this new stressor so it becomes fitter. Once it gets adjusted to that, you call that a plateau. So to conquer a plateau, you have to do more sets, more reps. Like you just play around with the stress, a little bit more stress, a little bit more stress, or get fitter, adjust to a plateau, a little bit more stress. And that's how you continuously get fitter and fitter and fitter. And that's how people go from sitting on a couch, not being able to walk around the block to being able to do Ironmans is through the process of adaptation. But through the process of adaptation comes from applying that stressor on your body. So if you're not stressing your body enough during your training, training session, then you're not doing it right. So- I've, I like to say this, people have head knowledge and what you need is body knowledge. So many people that I talk to read all the books, take all the courses, watch all the YouTube videos, follow all the big influencers in this space. And they're like, well, I know all this stuff, but you're not implementing it. It's one thing to know in your head. It's another to know it in your body, right? I know in my body, I've done every single transformation you can never think of. I've had I've had titties, I've had a six pack, I've had a big belly, I've been strong, I've been ripped, I've been every everything. I've transformed in every single way possible. I've also helped over 600 people do it. 
So I have a body experience of what it's like to go through these things. So you can know how to do it, but it's in order to actually do it and feel what it's like to go through it. So you need to implement the things that you are learning. If not, you're going to be stuck in a loop of just buying all the new books, buying the courses, buying all these things and never actually improving. And I see so many of that. And that's why I created my program for our members the way that I did, because I was tired of, of people struggling with this. There's no need to struggle with your weight. There's no, there's absolutely no reason to. It, and but I get it. There's so much bad freaking publicity in in the online and the just in the fitness space in general, right? Lose ten pounds in the next seven days, or wear your wedding dress in the next. Wear like get ready for a wedding in the next three weeks. You got to drop thirty pounds. Like how unrealistic and how unsustainable is that? Listen, a, a clear rule of sustainable transformation to stay a certain amount of weight. And then I'm saying rush an amount of weight. Like if you want to be ready for a wedding, how about you just stay ready all year long? How about you don't have to get ready for anything? You just are ready all the time. That's the position that I like to be in. Like, why not just stay ready all the time? That's what I want my members to just be ready all the time, right? Patrick, one of our members, um, went to his trip to in Mexico. He was ready, right? Six pack and all, boom, ready to go, 53 years young. The method that you're going to use to transform your body has to be a, a way that you see yourself living for the rest of your life. If you're doing keto, if you're severely starving yourself, like do you see yourself starving yourself for the rest of your life? Do you see yourself doing keto for the rest of your life? Like, nah, it doesn't make sense, right? Do you see yourself eating delicious whole food, plant-based meals, like bananas, dates and mangoes? You can have all these things. You're just in the right proportions, the right quantities, and while making sure those other metrics are hit, like you can do that and have the body that you want. All these things are available for you. And just know that the more yo-yo dieting you do, the more your body builds resistance to it and the harder it becomes for you to lose weight. So at the end of the day, I want to help people before they sabotage their body and they create resistance in their body for fat loss. So if you're someone that has like five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of yo-yo dieting, we can still help you, but you have to stop the cycle because the longer you do it, the harder it is for your body to lose weight because it gets adjusted to it, right? It goes like, oh shit, there goes Jessica again, starving herself. Your body just goes, whoop, shut down, let go of muscle, hold on to the fat. And that's why you, it becomes harder and harder to lose weight as you get older because you've gone through more cycles of yo-yo dieting. So anyways, I hope that makes sense. There's, a, there's really good actionable tools for you to use in this podcast episode. So implement them. And then come back to me and tell me how much it changed your life, right? Because I know for a fact that they work because you have a lot of members transform this way. So again, if you need help with your transformation, you want us to take care of all the training for you. you want us to take care of all your nutrition and do build you custom nutrition for you. you. Want us to hold you accountable, educate you, train you, get ready, get you ready for a lifetime of success of being fit, lean, and toned, and thriving on plants. Then there's a link down below in the show notes where you can book a free consultation call with us. Just want to have a conversation to see like kind of where you're at, what are the issues, what are the things that we need to improve, how we can potentially help you and see what your game plan would look like for yourself. So head down to the link down below, book your call. And thank you very much for listening to the episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.